Good morning, church. I welcome you here this morning as we gather in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ here at Village Church, a Southern California church that has missions both locally and globally. We're delighted to have you here this morning and we encourage you if you would like to reach out to please contact either our senior pastor, Jack Baca, whose address is on the screen now, or if you have a prayer request, please send us your prayers. We will pray for you. We have a wonderful team of folks who gather together and pray for you specifically. It is also a time in the year where we want to remember to give, especially as we're in a season with so much that is required and needed to help others. So we encourage you to send in your offerings and your tithes. If you've not yet made your pledge for 2021, all that information is up on the screen. You can contact us about the Harvest of Hope. We thank you for keeping the ministry and the life of the Village Church together because of your generosity. Our alternative Christmas market continues and that is an opportunity to buy gifts for those in your family. And those gifts benefit our mission partners. And again, our missions are both local and globally, reaching out to people with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So as you give those gifts, you are giving forward that gospel message to others. You can go online, information is there also. We continue on Sunday with our on-site worship at 10 a.m. and of course our online worship every week as well. On December 24th, as well as an online service, we will have services here at, at the church at four, six, and God willing at 11 p.m. We're watching the California protocol to keep everyone safe during this pandemic, but go online or look for an email that will give you directions as we draw closer to December 24th. Whatever way you worship, we hope to see you either in spirit or in person on Christmas Eve. During our season of Advent, we have asked our Director of Children's Ministry, Charity Atkins, to bring us our Advent wreath message each day. And thank you, Charity, for joining us. Good morning, families, and welcome to week three for this Advent season. The last two weeks, we have lit these two purple candles here next to me, the first one representing hope and the second candle representing preparation as we prepare our hearts for the coming of Jesus. For this morning, we're gonna be lighting our third candle, and that is this middle pink candle right here, and it represents joy. The color of our candle is different this morning because we're shifting our hearts from being in a place of repentance and moving towards a place of having a joyful heart. So that is why the color of our candle is different this morning. If you have your Bibles at home, go ahead and pull those out. And I'm going to be reading a few verses for us this morning from Psalms 145 verses 5 through 10. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and follow along. And if not, you can listen as I read. It says, they will speak about your glorious majesty. I will spend time thinking about your miracles. They will speak about the powerful and wonderful things you do. I will talk about the great things you have done. They will celebrate your great goodness. They will sing with joy about your holy acts. The Lord is gracious. He is kind and tender. He is slow to get angry. He is full of love. The Lord is good to all. He shows deep concern for everything he has made. Lord, every living thing you have made will praise you. Your faithful people will praise you. I'm going to go back to verse 7, and it says, They will celebrate your great goodness. They will sing with joy about your holy acts. 
as we light this pink candle of joy, be reminded about how joyful we can be even in times that are difficult. This year has been especially difficult for everyone. And this candle of joy shifts our hearts to be able to say to God, thank you for everything I have. And I'm gonna choose to have a joyful heart even in the moments that are difficult. God wants us to praise him and to be reminded that the coming of his son is our greatest gift during this Christmas season. So let's go ahead and light our pink candle of joy this morning. And I will go ahead and pray for us as we remember what it means to have a joyful heart. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time this morning. We thank you for the gift of sending your son who came down to this earth and made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We thank you for that gift. We thank you, God, that we get to remember that we are able to have a joyful heart even in the moments that are hard. We love you, God, and we thank you. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you all for joining us again for week three of our Advent season. We wanted to let you all know as well that our Kids Village is still taking donations for World Vision. That is a part of our service project for this month. So if you go online to villagechurch.org under Alternative Christmas Market, you can go ahead and purchase a Promise backpack for one of the Syrian refugee children who's going to be needing supplies. We miss seeing all of you and we hope that you continue to enjoy this Advent season. Bye-bye. On this third Sunday of Advent, the Sunday of joy, 
where we celebrate that in God in Jesus Christ has given his life for the life of the world, that we might have joy grounded and anchored in him. We come before him broken and contrite, needing God's mercies and grace. Let's come before God's presence with our prayers of confession. Let us pray. We have locked ourselves out, O God. Each of us in our own way has locked ourselves out of relationships, has locked ourselves out of opportunities, has locked ourselves out of our true home because we are too arrogant or too stubborn or simply too human. We have filled our lives and our world with darkness and death because we have all too often put our own judgment and desires over yours. We are lost in need of light and hope and joy. Father God, forgive us and restore us to a right relationship with you and others, we pray, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Sisters and brothers in Christ and people of God, hear, believe, and trust in the great news of God in Jesus Christ, that God so loved us that he came as Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, that we might have life in him by his life, death, resurrection, and ascension. You and I have been restored. You and I have been made whole. You and I are saved. Thanks be to God. There's revival and spreading like a wildfire in my heart. A Sunday morning, hallelujah, and it's lasting all week long. Can you hear it? Can you feel it? It's a rhythm of a gospel song. What's the
Singing in my soul, I got a sweet satellation and it's beautiful. I got a heart overflowing cause it's been restored. There ain't nothing gonna steal my joy. I got an old church choir singing in my The peace of Jesus Christ be with you. Because God has given us peace with Him and with one another, let us therefore share signs of God's love and God's peace and joy with each other. I invite and encourage you to do so with your loved ones, with your neighbors, with your friends, not only this day, but throughout this season and every single day, that the world may know and receive God's joy and love and peace. Amen. Everything inside me cries for order Everything inside me wants to hide Is this shadow an angel or a warrior? If God is pleased with me, why am I so terrified? Someone tell me I am Somehow help me see with heaven's eyes And before my head agrees My heart is on its knees Holy is He Blessed am I Be born in me
The God of the universe offers us the privilege and power of speaking with him and of listening to him. So join me now in the fellowship of prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose birth in Jesus we celebrate and whose return in the triumphant Christ we anticipate, with faith in your promises and with patience that your Spirit provides, we come to you now in humble prayer. You are the genesis of all that is good, beautiful, and helpful in life. You are the source of all that we need for this day in which you have given us to live. Indeed, you are the cause for the joy that we seek and find in this life and even into the next. We name these things, O Lord, that bring us joy today, the gifts of life and breath, of sight and hearing, of feeling and thinking, by which we engage with the world you have given as our home, the gifts of family and friends, by whose companionship, encouragement, and love we experience your providential care for us all the gifts of meaningful work and productive activity by which we contribute to the economy of life itself and participate in your grand design to provide for the needs of others, the gifts of problems, obstacles, and challenges in life through which you teach us deep wisdom and offer us the chance to learn to trust in you, the gifts of poetry, art, and music, in which we find expressed for us the ineffable and sublime things of life that are above and beyond mere words or simple scientific formulation. The gifts of scripture, prayer, and sharing of faith with others that speak throughout both good times and bad and remind us of eternal truths that are rooted in you. The gifts of worship, of holy days and holy seasons that call us away from the routines of life so that we recognize and realize the gospel, the good news that you have come into the world and will never leave it. Good Father, 
we offer this praise to you, even as we cry out to you to bless the world even more with all these gifts, and even as we dedicate ourselves once again to the task of being your messengers of grace, your warriors for truth, your angels of healing, and your heralds of the news that the Savior is here. And now, Lord, we pray in the way that you have taught us, in the words that Jesus the Savior offered, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us begin our time in the scriptures with a prayer for illumination. Please join me in prayer. Almighty God, 
In you are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Open our eyes that we may see the wonders of your word and give us grace that we may clearly understand and freely choose the way of your wisdom. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Now a reading from the first letter to the Thessalonians. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of the prophets, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for the reading of the word indeed. Do any of you skip to the end of a book before you really get very far into the beginning of the book? Um, I would call that a, a backwards moment when we are going to the end before we really know what's happening before that culmination of the book or the event. Sometimes we do it because we're anxious. Sometimes we do it because we're excited. Sometimes we do it because we're unsure. And we just, we just don't have the patience to wait to see what's really going on. And I think uh, oftentimes we're inclined to do that. This fall, we studied the book of Revelation, very last book of the Bible. And what we learned in that book, above everything else, is that God wins. 
Christ is returning. He will establish his kingdom triumphant here on earth. It does put everything into perspective, especially right now. Yes? For centuries, the coming of the Advent was celebrated only beginning in about mid-centuries. Before that, all the focus was on the coming of Christ. And the birth of Christ was there, but they just were waiting for Christ to come back. And then in Advent, they thought, like Lent, this is a wonderful time to prepare for God's return and remembering the birth of Christ. And the time of preparation always has to do with a time of, of prayer, of penitence, of waiting. And that's what we do during Advent. We wait, even though we know that end story. We celebrate and we walk with God through this season of Advent. Paul in the message to Thessalonians that we just heard a few minutes ago is calling people to worship through living a holy life. It begins with rejoice in the Lord. There is that joy word that we're going to talk about today. The call to worship, to pray, it's a time for us to draw close to God. And Paul is talking to the people about the coming of Christ again. So as we launch into the Christmas story and what's leading up to that, will you please join me in prayer? Let us pray. Holy Spirit of God, as we await the day of your birthday celebrated throughout the world, we ask your guidance on the words that we have heard read to us, Lord, and now guide us. Lord, guide me as I speak. Guide our hearts and our ears as we hear your word for us today. Keep us focused on you, Lord Jesus. Let our hearts be a heart for you, we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Now, as I said, starting with actually the last scripture that was read from Thessalonians, Paul is talking to the people, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Don't, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't be fearful. Don't worry about those things that are not good. Do good things, stay away from evil, and know that the promise of God is there. And it ends this way. May the, may the God of peace himself sanctify you in spirit, soul, and body. May it all be kept sound in the waiting of the coming of the Lord. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. This was the promise to the Thessalonians. This is the promise to us. This passage deals with three aspects of holiness, talking to God, allowing the spirit to minister to us, and pursuing righteousness. It can't help but remind us of the faith and strength of Mary and the exaltation of the angels, those who are messengers of God coming to bring the good news. I'd like to step back for a moment and go to the familiar story of Mary and the announcement to the shepherds, which is my two little crushed pieces here. I have Mary over here and I have a shepherd over here. And uh, let us turn and look at that scripture. So before the great song that Mary sings, the Magnificat, she has been visited by the angel. She has been told that she's going to have a child. She 
uses great reasoning to say, I've never known a man. How can this be? The angel said, the Lord is going to do this. And Mary says, yes. If you found favor with me, Lord, yes, I'll, I'll be that person for you. And she goes and visits her cousin, Elizabeth. And the verses before the ones that were read this morning talks about visiting Elizabeth, who is pregnant with uh, John, John the Baptist. And Mary comes to visit her and Elizabeth just, just goes crazy with excitement and just calls her blessed. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is a fruit of your womb. Now I'm thinking... Mary, when alone, the angel visited her and said, you know what, you're going to be with child of the Lord and you're going to give birth. And Mary's like, I'm not even married yet. How can this be? You know, I've got these other plans. I can guarantee you that there would be rumors. I can guarantee you that people would go, oh, oh, what's with Mary? It's a miracle. You know, as you know, in the story, Joseph could have had her stone. He could have done terrible things because of what she had done. What she had done was inexcusable to be with child and not married. So Mary has faced probably more isolation than she's already felt before. She's pretty insignificant in the Jewish community. She's pretty insignificant in the world, but she said yes to God and she goes and visits Elizabeth. Philip Yancey says, often a work of God comes with two edges, great joy and great pain. And in the matter-of-fact response, Mary really embraces both. She was the first person to accept Jesus on his own terms, regardless of the personal cost. So now we're with Elizabeth. Elizabeth is thrilled to death. She's beyond excited because the baby is left. She's full of the Holy Spirit. She gives praise to Mary and she uses the word, blessed are you, blessed are you. Now we know that from Matthew, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are. That word blessed is normally used only for the upper class, only for those who've arrived, only for those who are well off or doing well. But it's used here because God is changing the vocabulary of how we understand God at work. She is blessed and she blesses that word for her. Now Mary just breaks forth with this song, the Magnificat, magnify the Lord. And she begins to just sing a song about who God is and about who she is. The main focus is on God, not only who God is, but what God does. She gives praise, she gives exaltation. She does a greeting, a glorification, a rejoicing, a blessing, a mercy, and an uplifting. And that's what God does. God brings desperate and divided people together in fellowship, joy, and mission. God brings divided people together in joy, in fellowship, and in mission. Thanks be to God. Now the word savior in her song appears for the first time in Luke. And the only other time it appears than that, other than in verse 47 is in Luke 
2.11, when the angels come to the shepherds and say, a savior, the Messiah, the Lord is here. Only twice in all of Luke, he gives it to Mary, pretty insignificant, like a nobody. He gives it to the shepherds. Let me tell you a little bit about shepherds. Shepherds are um, people who are kind of ignored. They, um, they spend a lot of time out in the fields. And what happens when you're not around other people and you're isolated from them, the people begin to make assumptions about who you are. They thought that maybe they were robbers. They were not to be trusted. They were not allowed to give witness because they were shepherds. They were the lowest of low. One of the great reversals is how God takes and changes who shepherds are by making Jesus the good shepherd. That was unknown at that time. And the shepherds who are at the bottom end, the, the poverty that was so permeated everywhere in Israel and in the Middle East, these were at the very bottom of the totem pole. And yet the angels come to them. The angels come and they share the good news. The amazing thing is when you look at, at the song that Mary brings and also what the angels are saying, you see that the song has broken in to injustice, into poverty, into darkness, and has changed that. God plans to redeem the broken shards of our lives. And he does it in bringing Christ and Mary gives witness to it. Mary sings a song that in the 80s was not even allowed to be sung in Guatemala because they thought it was way too revolutionary. It was way too political. But in reality, the words from Mary are exactly that. If you look at the scripture here, she talks about the poor being raised up that the haughty being taken low, that the God of the universe has come down to us to be present. That's joy. That's a God who loves us and is present for us. God came not only to redeem us, but the God who is on high does ascend low. James Edwards says this, God sees human need and initiates a revolution that reorders reality. He does it with Mary. He does it with the shepherds. We cannot escape that. I don't want to over, over politicize it. I don't want it to be just an economic revolution, but it is there. I don't want it to be a class revolution, but it is there. It's in scripture, but it's also a spiritual revolution because folks were broken. We need that redemption. We need that restoration. We need the justice of, of God in our lives who can only bring that justice in and through us. The Almighty gives mercy to those who fear him and he scatters the proud, the rich, filling the hungry and needy 
with all good things. That is our God, and that is the song that Mary sings. Now, Mary rejoices in God, her Savior, and she goes on to talk about not only has God touched her, but she talks about God in past tense. God, in, in, in terms of what God is, is doing, it's not God will, God, God might, God has promised, but God has done this. God has lifted up the lowly. God has called us, magnify the Lord. So there is a promise. This is not the, the, what we're just waiting for. We experience now the love and the grace and the joy of the Lord. When the angels break into song, they say glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. It is as if the skies open up and the shepherds catch a glimpse of the heavenly dimension with angelic beings praising God, bringing joy for the awesome events of that first Christmas. Now Mary is with child, but she hasn't seen this baby. The shepherds have heard about Jesus, but they haven't yet seen Jesus. We're in a process of moving towards Christmas. We do know that end story. We have read the end of the book. But we need to go back and experience afresh what that must have been like for God to come and say, I'm calling you to be a part of the life and the ministry. I'm calling you to be my people in a way in which we've never known about, in a way in which they had not yet experienced. So I have to ask the question, how, how about you? How about us? Um, is there much cause for joy in your life? Or have you become overwhelmed, uh, lost the, the words of, of promise that God gave? May the promise of God, peace, be with you and in you. We're trying so hard to be so positive and so good and so ready Sometimes we need help. Sometimes we need a boost. Sometimes we need to hear again the story that says God has called us. God wants a relationship, not only with us, but the whole world and wants us to be a part of that. So Mary became obedient, both with the joy of being the mother of Jesus, but also the angst, as we know, as we see Mary who is perplexed throughout Jesus's life and who is at his crucifixion. Mary. Mary said yes to God. Are you saying yes to God? To live in the presence of God saying, God, make me righteous that only you can do by your grace and mercy in my life. But yes, Yes, God, I want to say yes to you again today. I want again to say, this is who I am as a follower of Jesus.
we can say yes to God. Say yes when God visits you at any time and weigh in that the cost, but do not be afraid. I think we have permission to take a deep breath and say, this is so scary what you're calling me to do. God, I've never done anything like this. I'm kind of in control of my life for the good or for the bad, but you're calling me to do something new and something different. So as I say, yes, help me with my anxiety or my fear. Help me trust you. Help me know that even if it's costly, it's good because I'm doing your will your favor. And then third, sing a song. Sing the song that Mary sings. Magnify the Lord. Give God all glory, all grace. Give to God the due that he deserves. For he is a God who has come to redeem us at our lowest point at the time when we think this is it for life, this is just where I'm going to be, this is just, God breaks in, embrace that with a song. Sing that song, not just to yourself, not just to your friends, sing it to the world because the world is desperate for a good song. They're desperate for a good song. In this season, when we look at the joy of the Lord and we think about the third candle, the one that is not so deep as a purple of penitence, but has hope because of the joy and peace that comes from God. That's full circle. The God who gives to Mary and the shepherd gives to us a new beginning because we need a new beginning in Christ. Amen. Having heard the gospel proclaimed in scripture and sermon, let us affirm our faith in words inspired by the book of Revelation. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We believe in God the Father, who created all things, for by his will they were created and have their being. We believe in God the Son, who was slain, for with his blood he purchased us for God from every tribe and language, from every people and nation. We believe in God the Holy Spirit. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Amen.
as you go about your day and as we are ready for the benediction, I think back again about Mary and about the shepherds and about the church in Thessalonia. Those who needed to hear again, stay the course, trust, for the God who loves you is with you. That joy, folks, cannot ever be taken from you. Let us embrace it. Now, church, be in the world with good cheer. Render no one evil for evil. Go out with that joy and share it with all those around you. And may the peace of Christ fill you today and always. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.